Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Meringatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon. Danny and Dusty with you. Happy Monday, everybody. It is a Monday. Did you have a good weekend? I did. Yeah, I did. A really good Monday. I went and saw Burt Kreischer. A uh, weekend? Oh, no, Monday you saw Burt? Burt oh, Kreischer. Sorry. Good weekend. Yeah. At that. Moda yeah. on he, Saturday. Buddy, he went for an hour and a half. Yeah. And All you, new material. He was at the uh, Duck Game on Saturday afternoon. Oh, was he really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, Ooh, made he made his, that drive. Huh? He made his way from Eugene wow. to Portland. Yeah. I don't know if he understood how long it was going to take him to get that there, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Burt Kreischer at the Duck Game. The show did start a little late. Did it? About a half hour late. <laughs> so, that, 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 that tracks. Maybe a little bit of the reason why. But yeah, no, he was absolutely hilarious. All brand new material. Brought Good. the house down. Good. Brought the house down. Burt Kreischer is one of my favorites. He is he is truly one of the funniest people around. And he... Electric the, in person. I would hate to be his wife. Oh, just... All it's the time, a, it's got to be. There's, a there's lot. no way that guy turns off. There's, no, there's just no way. Yeah, that they, there is that that man. He's he's a lot to handle. Oh yeah, he's he, got to be a lot to handle. He's less to handle right to. now. He's down like fifty pounds. Well, good for him. It's a sober October for him. He's a he is one one of the funniest people around, but. Two is because he's a phenomenal storyteller. He is one of oh, the God. best storytellers. And obviously, like his claim to fame is the machine story mm-hmm. about when he joined the Russian mafia <laughs> while like he was 20 in college. Years old in college at Florida State. But the man, like, he lives a life that you j- is, is a story because the movie Van Wilder is based off of Burt Kreischer. Yeah. And that's not even like people were like, Oh, that's you mm-hmm. after they found out about the machine story. Yes. So that story isn't even a part of Van Wilder. No. Yet it is 
one of the funnier stories you and it's the reason why he's famous. Yes. Legendary partier. Yep. But also like just you know, I, I I love the guy, so I consume just about all of his content, whether it's his cooking show mm. uh, that's a back and forth with celebrities, whether it's Two Bears, like whether it's his stand-up. It, he just has it. And when you're, like, we, we had good tickets. We had floor tickets. We were relatively close to the stage, all that. When you're in the room with him, he's just got it. Mm. He Like, you just want to be around him. Yeah. There, there's... You know, when you, when you get around somebody who has that that kind of aura, that kind of that that vibe, whatever you want to call it, like they walk into a room and like I want to be with that person, mm-hmm. I want to be around that. He has it, and it was to do that with twenty thousand people is nuts. Yeah, that is the that's the crazy part about it because comedians will tell you, and like this is one of the things that you're from like the biggest names in comedy mm-hmm. that like Dave Chappelle. Would rather play the Helium Comedy Club yep. than Moda Center, but he's doing Moda. <laughs> but he's gonna well because Dave Chappelle likes money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because they make buku money doing yeah. those shows. But the the intimacy of a of working a room like working as the crowd, opposed to yeah. an arena is completely different. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't do like the crowd work, where you're like you're interacting with people, and that's not part of your bit. It is the fact that you can see everybody in the room and you can tell who's enjoying the show. It's, and it's, it's, it's immediate feedback. Exactly. And when you're like in an arena, you hear all of the big name comedians are like, eh, it's really hard because you don't know. Like everybody's there for the same reason, right? They're all yeah. there to, to, to laugh and have a good time. But it's not the same when you can't see their faces. And they say that it kind of... Comedy changes and your your material has to change as the rooms get bigger and bigger. Because you go from like these intimate comedy clubs to then you go to like uh, you know a five thousand seat venue like, like, or like or, the Arlene Sitcher concert or like, yeah you go for like two thousand yeah. to five thousand and then all of a sudden you're playing arenas where there's mm-hmm. twenty thousand people there or you're doing what Chrysler did this summer. Will Ordner went to it. They play the Gorge. The Gorge where and Red Rocks. 50,000 people in a crowd. That's wild, man. Just nuts, man. To hear you tell your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. He, <laughs> the, the, they, they, those guys are, are not doing bad financially. Yeah. that uh, His movie, The Machine, it had a big boomer bust factor to it. Buddy, it's a slow burn, but that third act hits like a Bed, truck. Better than I thought it would be. Like, I thought... Yeah. That movie had very high potential to suck. Oh yeah, it did. And it was good. It's, I thought it's it was a slow good. burn, mm-hmm. but that third act when it hits, it's pretty if good. You aren't dying laughing. I just don't know, man. <laughs> I just, I just don't. It's really good. It's really the good. the whole third act. I was, I was in borderline tears. Uh yeah. So, Burt Kreischer, that's a great. That is a great weekend. Yeah, it's a great weekend of paper over the fact that USC lost on the last second field goal. <clears throat> Who saw that coming? Mm. <laughs> So, for everybody's like, oh, you didn't watch it? Oh, you, you you aren't tweeting about it? No. No, I didn't. Because I was at Burt Kreischer. Well, I thought that maybe you were dark on social media because you were actively stalking um, Alex Grinch to finish what you said at the very <laughs> first week of the season. When you when you sent me a text, mm-hmm. like, 15 minutes into their season, mm-hmm. Alex Grinch is, Grinch is how I get caught. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe that's where you were going. Look, man, I, I, you turned your see, phone off so they can't they can't triangulate your well, location. Well, yes, that would happen, but also I would still make efforts to appear on social media off the burner to uh, have the active alibi. 
<laughs> You're scheduling tweets. Uh-huh. <laughs> got it. That's weird. We got the GPS ping from the phone. Looks like it's uh it's in it's in Newburgh. We're here. Not in Los Angeles. Some people like train their dog to fetch the paper. Others, you know, train their dogs to be guide dogs. Mm-hmm. Danny trained his dogs to fire off scheduled tweets <laughs> <laughs> to cover his whereabouts. Good boy. <laughs> the IP the IP address said that I was at home, sir, from my own computer. In fact, I was out for a walk and it was actually just a burner taped to my dog. <laughs> oh, I laugh, but I'm laughing cuz I'm scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> How was your weekend, man? Oh, it was good. Yeah? It, yeah, I don't even remember it. The duck games kind of like chew up most of your weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, high school football on Friday nights. Uh, and then, then straight into duck game. Then go straight to, to duck coverage. I think I was on the fan from 8 a.m. till 5 <laughs> on Saturday. Lord. So <laughs> it was kind of a long day, but it was awesome. Uh, the environment at Autzen Stadium, like it was, it, it's really interesting. And we'll get into this as part of the show and as the show goes on. But it's it's really interesting to go from an environment like UW to where the stakes are so high, the teams are, it's a rivalry, the The entire environment is on a fever pitch where mm-hmm. everybody's on their edge of the seat for four hours, and then you go to Washington State, which was, there's still a lot to play for, it's but, still a really good team. But it's still but more vibes. The stakes aren't yeah. as high, like, you know, you can feel it, like, it was a different energy in Austin Stadium than it was when Colorado came because sure. of, you know, everything that came with Dion. Mm-hmm. But then you could feel it on third down mm-hmm. uh, when the game was a, a little bit tight and the fans kind of felt it. A little pucker factor was kicking in, sure. All of a sudden you got you felt that energy kind of swell back up and you're like, okay, here it is. Uh, this is this is the the Autzen Stadium that forces guys to jump off sides and they actually did at a pivotal mm-hmm. point on uh, in the game where it was like, oh, hey, there it is. And you got that energy back. It, it's really interesting, though, to to kind of see how – players feed off of that too and, and feed off of that energy because mm-hmm. it was different it was dim- a different atmosphere than just one week prior but um but it was a good weekend yeah and then we did uh we uh we did this harvest fest like my my in-laws do this every year where mm-hmm. all the grandkids and cousins and all that they all come over and we do uh you know the pumpkin carving oh. and no uh very different from yours uh you do like the <laughs> The apple cider made apple cider. Ooh, like like pressed apple cider? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm here to tell you. What it is really good. Mm-hmm. Bees are in are a problem when you bust out the apple cider. Like I they were just like swarming my face. Mm. They were all up in my business. I was like bees are something that I know they don't hurt you and like if you don't freak out, they won't. But if that buzz when you hear it. By the face in your in, yeah like around your face in your ear and then like they land on you your head I am so jumpy when a bee is around like if they land on my hand I'm fine arm leg I'm fine around my face I freak the f out oh sure and they just kept doing it. they're buzzing mm-hmm. the tower oh yeah all day long oh yeah just I'm go, sick of it going full Ghost Rider I need to like I, I I understand the beekeeper hat. I want to get a beekeeper hat. Get one of those little net cover face. Yeah, I like it. I like where, yeah. your, I like where your head's at. Yeah, we need the bees. I've been we told do. We need the bee. We need the bees. The bee population is declining. 
We need to protect the bees. Is it really though? Because I feel like a real big comeback for the bees has been made. There were I I've seen more bees in the last like six months than like five years combined. The bee I think the bees I are back. Seen many bees. Really? Yeah. We got some on the roof of this building. You should just walk upstairs. Oh yeah? Wait, yeah. What were you doing up there? No, I wasn't up there, but oh, okay. we we have a bee. There's like, like a, a honey hive? colony. Thing. Oh, you need to check your work email more. Oh, yeah, we've got. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Russ? we get honey down here from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I do vaguely remember that email. There have been several. Yeah. Yeah. We we can do like bee tours up mm. at the top of the building. I don't know why, but yeah, we're doing our our part to do save. They, do they the bee die population. in the winter? Or are they like a hibernator thing? It's a really good question. I'm not, I'm not up on my, my, my bee knowledge, I've got to say. Mm. Um, I know they, I know they don't like the cold. Inside. Yeah. They just hang out just inside. Chilling for the winter? Yeah, sh- that's what I'm, the uh, final answer. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's kind of funny it. that the honey makers, like, they, they, they match the bears. It's like they're making the honey for the bears. Like, there's something to Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little too on, yeah. on brand here. Like you, you, you're you're picking up what the what the cartoon yeah. makers were putting down uh, when they made Winnie the Pooh. You know, and you know Yogi Bear stuck in the honey hole. Picnic baskets. <laughs> yeah, all right. I saw something that a guy, his ex-wife, turned him in. He's like lived in Wyoming. Uh, they were she turned him in for illegally, and I didn't know that you could do this. Like he he worked out like in Wyoming, and. Uh, like for a conservation company or something like that, but he'd come across like grizzly bears or, or like golden eagles and bald eagles that had been dead, and he'd take like their talons or feathers and stuff. Mm. That's illegal. Didn't know you couldn't do that. Which seems kind of weird since they're dead. Yeah, but then they got him on the poaching of the grizzly bear. <laughs> oh, did, yeah. Yeah, he did that, and he, Look, he stole the claws. I mean, if you if you, if you take the, the dead thing... I, I... Weird, but I don't think that should be a problem. Yeah, I feel like that. Um, there's roadkill laws that you can like cook roadkill yeah. in Kentucky. Like it's like no, you can scoop that up and throw it right in your Call car. It good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you hit that thing fair and square mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. You can throw it in the trunk and let's go. You got dinner. Call it good, especially <laughs> if it's like a moose. <laughs> Cars destroyed anyway, so you might as well get to take it home. <clears throat> All right. 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. Um, text comes in, took the kid to the pumpkin patch on Saturday. They had a pumpkin cannon that you could shoot. Those Ooh, are those are cool. It was fun. Yeah, and they have tar- little targets out there. Yeah, are we talking like the big pumpkin cannon, like the 20-footer? Have you seen those? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. those are super cool. Yeah, they got one of those up at the, the patch where we go. Well, they got you can have the, there's the pumpkin shooter, and then they got the apple shooters that you have, too, which are oh, more like. That sounds dangerous. That it sounds was, like a potato gun. It, well, it's more like, uh, think of American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. Remember when they would have, like, the <laughs> obstacle <laughs> course? <laughs> yeah, firing yeah. the tennis balls at you. That's right. Yeah. You think of that for the apples, and then cannon for the, the, for the pumpkins. I made a supercharged potato gun when I was in high school. <clears throat> that doesn't surprise Keep me. Keep in mind, my dad's got a PhD in electrical engineering, so. Um, I don't know how, what, what does that mean? No, it was very cool. Like, it was like full automated trigger. That means he made a kick-ass gun. Yeah. Yeah, so your dad made it with yeah. you? Oh, yeah. No, my dad. Okay, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how your dad being a, a PhD in electrical engineering made it your potato gun that you made cooler, but oh, yeah, if no, he no. helped, then no, 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 yes. That's what I'm saying. He made it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it. Are you kidding me? We did the same thing. We had, uh, when I was a little kid, we uh, 
Boy Scouts, you always have like the like you know make something. So we had the the, the baseball bat and baseball holder. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about like a, it's a little thing, a floating shelf kind of a deal. Yep. Except we didn't make them. We my dad brought us into a CNC company, big giant lathe, mm-hmm. and he programmed it to make the little Boy Scout fleur de lis. Cut out the spot for the bat to slide in and bevel the spat the spot for the baseball to sit in. Well, look at that. And so they came out like professional. <laughs> <laughs> so all the kids all had like these like they got to go into a CNC shop and watch a machine go. Bzz, 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 oh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, they came out awesome. That is, it sounds pretty cool. So, that's pretty cool. Did the same thing for the uh, the soapbox derby. Mine was um, mine was really good. You had the you had the fast car. It, so yeah. you also had the. Parents that like they're like uh, the science fair, and they're like, "Oh yeah, here's Danny's project." It's like Danny did not do that. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We we used a solenoid valve to make an alarm clock out of a keyboard. Yeah, like a little fourth grade. Danny's like, "Yeah, I did this." Like it was welded or soldered <laughs> together, and you know, just a million different moving parts. Oh yeah, my. I wish I had your parents because mine just like made me suffer out there. I'm making the volcano. It's like ah. Uh, and I would add baking soda, and it didn't work. <laughs> I was not uh, winning my science fair. They left me. They left me hanging on that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I, I I had the the very active. Uh, I'll do that, Dad, and had the means to do it because there's always some machine around to do something. Okay, perfect. That's pretty cool, though. Oh, it was. That's badass. Machinery. Awesome. All right, uh, let's get to the sports portion of this program. Uh, 503-864-6326. That's the Vancouver Ford text line. All texts of the fan are via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you at before, during, and after the sale. Visit them online at VancouverFord.com. Where we got to start this bad boy, let's go to the NFL. The biggest statement of the weekend next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impression? them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. If you go right now, right meow, to at Danny and Dusty on Twitter or X or whatever you want to talk, call it, uh, you can vote on a poll that we have up. And uh, that poll is who had the biggest statement of the NFL weekend? Which team uh, made the biggest statement? You've got four options here. Uh, Ravens over the Lions. The Chefs over the Chargers. 
Eagles over Dolphins or other reply in the comments. Um, write me out. Ravens over the Lions taking the cake uh, with a 55% of the vote. Eagles over the Dolphins, 27.6. Chiefs dominating win over the Chargers. On there, two of those games were decided 37 or 31 to 17, rather. And then you had the Ravens absolutely obliterate the then five and one Lions, now five and two, 38 to six. And uh, those three games right there, those are the ones that came top of top of mind. Mm-hmm. But then you also had some statement wins from teams that people were riding off the Bears. Beating your beloved Raiders. Um, I mean, statements are made, but sure. Well, did anybody believe? Did anybody believe? Oh, I did because I bet on them mm. uh, that the Bears were going to beat the Raiders. No, no, like no. no. But I should have bought into the fact that the Bears would be better because they they was addition by subtraction. Your hate for Justin Fields is amazing. And well, I mean, never end it. But, but um, look, the results. You had the one in five Patriots. Knock off the Buffalo Bills, who Up, upsets abound. Yeah, and that was a that was a nice little win. And then how about the Steelers? They continue to be really stinking good out of a bye under Mike Tomlin. I think they're now thirteen and four out of a bye, but they also shake the bug of being poor on the West Coast. I mean, that was a really good win by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and then you had the Broncos, which they won a football game. They did, and I bet the under, and I won. You did bet the under <laughs> one. You bet the under. Under was 45, too. Uh-huh. It wasn't well, we very big 30, number. 36? Yeah. yeah. It was not a big number. No. But uh, I think that when you look at this, I think the three games that we have on the poll, um, they're kind of the clear front runners. Yeah. Because you had the Chiefs. What I believe the Chiefs did was just slam the nail the into the coffin of the Chargers and just show how badly there is a need for change. You give up 300 yards passing in the first half. Mm-hmm. The first half? Yeah, the lines are the same. But that is something that you just cannot do yeah. if you are going to be a competitive team in the NFL. And that Mahomes just dicing them up the Chargers in, in the first half. Travis Kelsey destroying them. It's unacceptable when you know exactly what's coming and you cannot stop it. It's one thing if you do it in college, right? College, sure. that, that's one thing. The NFL? You're all professionals here. No, 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 no. Not like that. And then you had the Eagles imposing their will at the end of the game against the um, the Miami Dolphins. It, it was clinical, kind of, the way that they, they operated and in, in the way they handled their business. Uh, and something that I think bears a little bit more time later in the show is Nick Sirianni going full Dan Lanning on that thing. Mm-hmm. Except for... It worked. It works. And when it works... Looks good. You talk about it in a completely different way. But, th- I mean, they chewed up, by converting two fourth downs, they chewed up an additional five minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the difference in that game, 36-43 to 23-17, that's, I mean, you're almost two to one. That's In college, you can overcome that because you've got the ability to just hang points up, get off the field, blah, blah, blah. In the NFL, when you go two to one, Mm-hmm. That's all. That you can almost write that as a win, regardless of what else happens, unless you're turning the ball over endlessly. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you, right. you've got to have like five turnovers to compensate for being two to one on the clock. You're right, and it's it's not just clock. It's like even if you subscribe to, we don't care about how much time we care about how many plays we run. They're running a lot of plays too, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a 
That's a huge win for yeah, the 68 48, 20 more plays in the NFL. That is a substantial difference. And that was the determining factor in that game, in that final drive, kind of that sealed it with the touchdown after you convert a couple of fourth downs. Um, that was a huge portion of it. But I don't think that there's going to be anybody that disagrees. Well, I think there will be people that disagree because we already have the poll that's disagreeing with it. Lamar Jackson, what the Baltimore Ravens did to the Detroit Lions. Nobody in this room is going to disagree. I think that was the biggest statement of the NFL oh, weekend. God, yes. I, without a doubt. I mean, that's it's maybe the best I've ever seen Lamar Jackson look throwing the ball. We discussed this on Friday, and you you were talking about just the, the rash of injuries that keep on piling up for this Ravens mm-hmm. team. And they continue to be banged up, but you never count them out. No. And on Thursday when you were gone and we made the picks, um, I said, like, you know, there's something stinky about that line. The Lions plus three, yeah. The Lions plus three, there was something that Vegas knew that, that we don't know and what was modeling forward. It just seemed fishy that it was a minus three uh, in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. And it just seemed like it was going to be one of those games where Lamar Jackson goes the F off. And boy, did he. Lamar, uh, that was a performance that Lamar's good for a few of those every single sure. year. This was the best passing performance, I think, of his career. He was 19 of 23 for three, 307, 304, something like that. He ended up he ended up 21 of 27, 357. But he his his first half was flawless. And did not have a single turnover. He flawless. completed 77% of his passes, threw for three touchdowns, 357 yards, zero turnovers. And then 36 yards in a in a touchdown run, it, it's one of those things that you, you cannot. You, it doesn't matter who, how good you are when Lamar Jackson is in in his bag like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his receivers bailing him out. He was dotting guys all over the field. We have seen great defenses struggle when Lamar Jackson has those games because his tools are incredible. And when you have a good but not a great defense, and I think this should not be so, any sort of. You know, indicator of what the what the Lions are going to be down the stretch or at any other. Remember, point this is the this Lions year. team that beat the Chiefs. This is a good Lions yeah, team. It's a good. It's a really good team. These games pop up. I, it did not change my my idea of of Detroit in any way, shape, or form. And I know that a lot of it is. Well, this is a dome team that just can't play outside. Let's not act like the the elements were that big of a factor. No, Lamar Jackson playing was, outside. was slinging that thing all over the field. It was not a it was not a uh, a weather game where you're just like, oh no, it was the weather and one quarterback couldn't hit. No, Lamar Lamar is a guy who typically is, does not do well in bad weather, and yet he was the guy who was in. I think it was Goff that had two two yards in the first quarter. It was two hundred to two. I mean, this is Lamar. This is the the inconsistencies of him, but when he is on, that's MVP Lamar. He was historically good. Yes. I mean, on you, every level. You think of this, he's the first player since at least 1950 when they were tracking all of these stats to do the 77%, three touchdowns, three, 357, which is 350 mm-hmm. to round it off. No turnovers in at least 36 yards rushing in a score. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, history of NFL, Lamar Jackson. Period. Also, he joined Drew Brees as the only player since 1950 to have multiple career games with a passer rating of at least 150 and a rushing touchdown to boot. Not bad. Like what? Like when you say Lamar was in his bag and there's nothing you can do. That's what it is. It's rarefied air yes. that Lamar Jackson was in last night, and he's good for a couple of like performances where you just go, 
Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Every single year. And that's not to take away, like, oh, Lamar was just... No. The Ravens were dialed in, and there's a, a little note there of coaches and teams that have publicly come out over the last couple years and said that they didn't want Lamar Jackson when he's available for trade. And if you look at his numbers in those games, he's completing over 78% of his passes. His on-target rate is over 96%. And he's running for seven yards a carry. Wait, in are, are we talking... Dan Campbell said that he didn't want Dan Lamar Campbell Jackson. said they were perfectly happy with Jared Goff and they would not be pursuing uh, a trade for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think it's like I want to say it's like six games now that uh, Stephen Rees has the the tweet out and it's just mwah. you ever you ever play the game Wolf when you're golfing? Mm-hmm. You know what Wolf is where the the guy who first tees off he he goes and after each guy tees off in the group. He chooses whether he wants to play partner with that person against mm-hmm. the other two people, or he can go lone wolf mm-hmm. and he can go against everybody else. There's something that I call the FU tour. Yes, where I will if if I don't if you don't pick me, and I feel like you should have mm-hmm. the FU tour is there. there, and it can be real or not. Like mm-hmm. most of the time, you shouldn't probably pick me. Oh yeah, but if but I you're manufacturing it, the chip, I like it. If I get, if I will, mm-hmm. I will manufacture that chip and that's what Lamar Jackson is doing here with this situation oh you didn't want to trade for me and if Dan Campbell's like you know what hey you know we love our guy Jared Goff our guy who's taking our team to a Super Bowl we're good with him yeah we're gonna be okay with him and Lamar Jackson's like you know what screw that guy Mm -hmm. that that is the Lamar Jackson FU tour with those numbers say those again what is it you said 70 over 78% completion percentage over 96% on target rate so basically, he's so not only is he completing passes on target rate is is a catch radius uh, metric that I think PFF has in like four hundred yards rushing too in those games against yes four hundred yards rushing four four okay. rushing touchdowns and seven yards of carry so he's absolutely dotting guys and taking off whenever he wants to and carving them up off the ground well they should do what uh, also works against me then you just start saying wow that was a really good shot oh, uh, build, and just build, build him up back up and he'll crumble because ah. that's what if if he if he's anything like me on the golf course that's exactly just build me up tell me how great that shot was and I will I will crumble. <laughs> Give you a little bit of juice, and all of a sudden you're cooked, huh? I like it. I like it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, though, and those Baltimore Ravens, I think that is just one of those those games where you look at that team, and they are here they are. Nobody is talking about them. They are 5-2. and two. They have the second-best record in the AFC. They are starting to get a little bit of that momentum as they move forward in the AFC North, where don't look now, but... Pittsburgh is four and two, Cleveland is four and two, mm-hmm. Baltimore is five and two, and one game back, one game back are the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. That division is the best division in football. It was a little topsy turvy at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? We now didn't it's quite sorting know. Itself. It is sorting itself out a little bit more, and it, 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 the dust is settling after the beginning of the year. Every single one of those teams is on a two-game win streak in the AFC North. Mm. There is not a single division in the NFL that can say all of their teams are on a one-game winning streak. And every single team in that division has won two in a row. And the AFC North is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And look, it all goes through Baltimore, especially when you have a performance like Lamar Jackson had yesterday. Helpful. I would say so. <laughs> and can you imagine if they ever get healthy? No. Which I, no, I no. don't think they ever will. <laughs> no, I can't. But it could, it could, it, when they do. 
if they ever do. But hey, see, the, the thing of that is, if, if they get healthy, then the Gus Bus doesn't get on the field and break an 80 yarder. <laughs> Hell so. yeah. All right. Uh, 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, you can also watch us and, and be in the comments at youtube.com slash 1080 AM the fan on YouTube. That's uh, where you can watch this show and see our freshly shaven mustachioed producer Jeffrey Rust. He is he is just sex appeal. He oozes sex appeal today um on the program. So you can watch him on there and be in the comments and be a part of the show that way as well. He may not have been in a statement win by a team, but one person sure did make a statement to stay in the AFC North. First is Rust with Sports Center. <laughs> This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. You guys sound very angry. Um, all right, we had not just one historical performance yesterday on the NFL's football field. We saw the AFC North lit it up in another game as well. Lamar Jackson put up funny numbers, but we got to give flowers to a defensive guy because not nearly enough do we give the credit where credit is due. Miles Garrett was an absolute freak show Wreck- yet again wrecking yesterday. Wrecking crew, tour de force, whatever you want to call it. He was unstoppable. I mean, he had two sacks, two forced fumbles, and he blocked a field goal that... I you can't even put to word put into words like his highlight reel of things that he's been doing this year. Whether it was at the beginning of the year where he was standing up in the interior of the defensive line and doing like the fake killer crossover before he does a pass rush, to what he did to jump over the center, and he kind of just slanted through the a gap, jumped over the center, landed on one foot and blocked a field goal. Attempt. And it was a it wasn't like a the Detroit Polamalu running start. No. It was one step explode over the offensive line. And for those that are unaware, he is officially listed at 6'4", 272. Number one, he's not 272 pounds. He's probably closer to three. That is incredible to think of the explosiveness that it takes to do that off of really a one step. One-legged, yeah. It's gather, jump, and Off, you, you off two. Not off one. Off two <sighs> and clear an offensive lineman, then load again and get up and blo- and block the field goal. It's yeah. it's one thing for six foot seven, two hundred and fifteen pound NBA player to do that. Yeah, like jump over something and then load again. You know, like a, a rebound put back, quick, quick hop kind of a thing. That's what they do. Guys, have you have you seen his off season workout stuff where he plays basketball? Uh, I've seen videos here and there. I haven't really. But it just but we'll go. Oh wow! It's a terrifying thing because he's so big, mm. size, mass wise, going down the lanes like that doesn't look right. But this is a guy who takes off like a step inside the free throw yeah. line and dunks, and you're like, oh, he's that kind of athlete. And the stuff that he, the physical, like Aaron Donald is to me the best defensive player of our generation. Just stuff that you just can't. Do physically 300 pounds with a six pack, like you just he just throws people around. 
the stuff Miles Garrett does is like it's it's the freak stuff. Like you just don't you don't ever see somebody that big move that fast, be that explosive, be that disruptive. Also, what the hell were the Colts doing blocking him with a tight end? Well, being dumb. <laughs> I will never understand why teams are like, yeah, our tight end's got this. I don't care if you have George Kittle. George Kittle isn't going to take Miles Garrett no. on one-on-one or a Bosa or an Aaron Donald. I mean, or a Watt. You know, no. like, and this is the thing about it is like, we are seeing defenses kind of have a, a resurgence. And one is coordinators and scheme has has accounted for spread principles and offenses and they're getting faster sideline to sideline and they've adapted to the style of play a little bit more. The other thing though, is that there are just freaks of nature yes. abound at the pass rusher Bigger, position faster, stronger. And we are not, we are not preparing offensive linemen nearly for as well NFL style of play as we, as we used to. I mean, it just is a completely different preparation. So as pass rushers and skill position players are, are coming into the NFL more and more ready for the league, the offensive linemen just aren't. No. And that is like it, it, those things are all colliding at once. And now we're seeing that defenses are, are fighting back now. And miles Garrett is a guy that he's been doing this for a few years now. And it, it's, it's weird because I don't think, his reputation, it, it quite recovered from ripping Mason Rudolph's helmet off and beating him with it. But <laughs> he, he he's not like a, a, what we've come to know of Miles Garrett is that like he's not a horrible monster like everybody wanted to no. paint him in that moment. Um, he's not even the worst monster on his own roster to Sean Watson. No. Um, but Miles Garrett is putting up freakish numbers to where to get to the point that he had, he tied Reggie White his two sacks that he got he tied Reggie White for the most sacks Passed. before his 28th birthday. Past Reggie White. That Reg, is Reggie absolutely incredible to think about. He got to 81 and that's that's an insane thing. Like when you're when you're talking about as a defensive lineman and you're in the passing Reggie White category in anything you you are doing something special. I would say so. Just truly, absolutely, unbelievably incredible stuff. Just, I don't know, man. I, I had Red Zone on this weekend, and I was watching the highlights in the Colts-Browns, you know, as they're flipping through it, and stuff just kept happening and happening. Mm -hmm. That game was drunk from the get-go. Yeah. It was a Gardner-Minshew game. And I mean, it was incredible on every level. As far as incredibly bad, but in the best possible way. Yeah. You had Miles Garrett making plays. You had Gardner Minshew making plays. You had the dumbest possible turnovers overturned by penalties. It was just <laughs> one thing after another, after another, after another. You're like, oh, the Colts have got this game wrapped up. DeForest Buckner falls on the ball. No, penalty. Going back the other way. Here come the Browns down the other end of the field. And you're just crazy. like, what the hell is going on? And by the end of it, you're just like... NFL, NFL is very hard, but Miles Garrett, my goodness, I, I haven't seen a guy be that disruptive in an NFL game in a long time. It was it was a sight to behold. He's just some of these guys are just so good. And look, on the defensive side of the ball, we're seeing this conversation. I, I we're not even like the halfway point of the NFL season right now, but people want to start saying that hey, that conversation of defensive player of the year. Uh, I don't even know where you could start with that conversation, but. 
Miles Garrett has to be at or near the top of it with the way that he's playing right now. I mean, Garrett, yeah. TJ Watt, mm-hmm. um, they, these guys are having phenomenal. There's actually, a, you can make the case for about six or seven guys across the league at every level of the defense that could be making the case for a defensive player of the year. 503-864-6326. That be the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, send us your text. Also comment on the YouTube stream as we are streaming now at youtube.com slash 1080 AM, the fan. Indeed. Hey, we have an update to Michigan. Mm. Not looking good. Not great, Bob. I mean, on the field, they look fantastic. Off yes. the field, it's a mess. It's like mm. Danny from the hips down. Ooh. <laughs> it's a disaster. It is. <laughs> Next on the fan. You take them all the Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Put him in control. More evidence is emerging out of the NCAA's investigation into the University of Michigan's sign-stealing scandal. And now we have Pete Thamel of ESPN reporting. Connor Stallions, the suspended Michigan staffer, you remember him? Uh, we talked about him. He's a former Marine. An OnlyFans star. Uh, dude's got a name built for porn. Mm-hmm. But uh, Connor Stallions is now turning over some of his his data in his computer. And it looks like Michigan is cooperating with this probe. <laughs> but um, Pete Thamel's reporting that Stallions purchased tickets in his own name which sounds like a fake name. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, what would his fake name have been? Like, Rob Smith. Yeah, Rob Smith. Um, for more than 30 games over the last three seasons at 11 Big Ten games. That seems like an aggressive amount of, of games to be going in and taking information from. And not only that, there is a significant paper trail that Thamel is reporting about. And video evidence mm. that they are retrieving from his computer of shots at opponent's sidelines in an attempt to steal si- signals. Is this guy like walking in with a camera on a tripod? Like in Michigan gear? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What? What is he doing? I well, he, that he, might that might actually be part of the whole like they didn't think they were doing anything wrong. Part of this, I honestly believe. I believe this that because of Jim Harbaugh's background, NFL. I don't be- I don't think he he thought anything he was doing was wrong mm-hmm. because uh, I mean it is his job to know that that is a rule that you cannot advance scout and that's something you can't do but I it's more of a common practice than people than people would like to admit in the NFL um that you try to steal your your opponent's signs and you do the advanced scouting and like that's what the Patriots were dinged for against they the Cincinnati bugged Bengals bugged a box um what? They bugged the freaking uh, uh, press box. They uh, that now that was not proven, but they did find that they <laughs> that they videoed the Bengals sidelines, and that was yeah. the that that when they were advanced scouting them, they recorded their signals from the sideline, and that's what they were popped for like a handful of years ago, like three or four years ago. Um, but you have, I, I think that Harbaugh honestly was like. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I didn't know that that was not a thing that we couldn't do in college sports. But 
um, we're going to really find out the nuts and bolts of this whole deal because we already know that staffers are, are leaking to the media that, look, he had one job and one job only, and it wasn't to be a recruiting analyst like his job title indicated. His job was to s- decipher what opponent signals were. This guy was a, he was a, he was a uh, college football SIGINT analysis or analyst. Like he's going out there and literally doing intel work. Yeah. Which yeah. Also on the Vancouver Ford text line, fantastic t- t- text by the way. It's a shame the state of Michigan doesn't care enough to sue the NCA like Tennessee does. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, so here is here's what we have too is that there is and they're not saying which Big Ten opponent it is, Rutgers. Um <laughs> but I wonder who there was a school that looked up their their stadium surveillance footage mm-hmm. and they have Stallions holding up his smartphone filming the sidelines, okay? Mm-hmm. They have him on that on film doing that. What is wild is that if you go to a game now, it kind of is, it sucks. We have that one picture. Remember the Phil Knight picture where he was the only person not having his not phone out his phone, when yeah. LeBron Which is why he stood out. made the scoring, took over the, the all-time scoring in the NBA? If you go to a football stadium, it's not uncommon to just see people recording yeah. the entire time. Yeah. And... So that's if you're wondering, like, how do you get away with it? You said, do you just walk in with the tripod? Yeah. No, he's walked in probably in neutral colors, probably wore like a black jacket or whatever, and then just got his phone out and was recording like everybody else in the stadium does. See, I would have gone in with home colors. Yeah, you would have just would've so you would have a lot harder to find. You would have wore your Rutgers red. Yeah. <laughs> Look, go go spend twenty bucks. Go get a Rutgers hat. Yeah. Sit in the crowd. Yeah, like if you're like if you're gonna spy, spy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Stallions also had purchased tickets on both sides of the stadium for the Ohio State Penn State game, mm. according to Thamel as well. This past weekend, mm. so you can get both sidelines. So this is what leads me to believe in. Like this was immediately we read the uh, what was it, Rust? What was that that tweet that somebody put out there that Ryan Day was the whistleblower on all of this? Right, that Ryan Day is the guy who got the Big Ten. Now that you find out, like they found Connor Stallions had purchased tickets in his own name. Oh, I bet you they knew on both sides yeah. of the stadium. I bet Ryan Day's like, "Yeah, let's look into this, mm-hmm. everybody." Mm-hmm. Well, did you see what, what Ohio State did on the sidelines? No, they they had uh, like big towels covering their bench discussions. Oh, of course. Top. Of course, there's going to be all-time paranoia in the Big yeah. Ten. It's going to be fantastic. It's just funny because they think it actually matters. Right. I. You know what? I. It wouldn't have been 49 nothing. Michigan beat Michigan State. Mm. If they wouldn't have stole those signals, it would have been like... 49-7. Yeah, or 42-0. <laughs> I don't think Michigan State scored regardless. No. Um, but this is this is just the next step in what will be a long, long, long slog for the NCAA to try and get Jim Harbaugh out of college football. <laughs> go Chargers, go! Yeah, he may be the head coach of the Chargers. Let's go to the NFL hmm. or from the NFL to college football. Though uh, we talked a lot of NFL this hour. Um, let's go to the Pac-12. Slow starts. Plaguing the Conference of Champions this weekend. There's more to it than what is just on the surface. Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.